Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Coming up on today's news, a former AEW wrestler is set to return on Dynamite next week. Um, a current AEW wrestler might be leaving the company altogether imminently. An NXT star, very promising one at that, was quietly released um, not too long ago. And a Hall of Famer talks potentially never saying never. I'm Michael Sidgwick from What Culture. I'm Michael Hamford from What Culture. And this is the news. We begin with, yes, Stu Grayson, formerly of the Dark Order Parish, is scheduled to return on AEW Dynamite next week as personally revealed by Tony Khan on Twitter. He is set to reunite with Super Smash Bros tag team partner and Dark Order stablemate Evil Uno and Dark Order associate Hangman Page to take on the Blackpool Combat Club Triumvirate of uh, John Moxley, Claudio Castagnoli and Wheeler Yudo, Yudo Yuta in trios action. Now, I don't know and I don't think we've heard any reports um, of whether this implies a new deal has been struck, but next week's episode emanates from Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada and Stu Grayson uh, resides in Canada and so this might be a case of sentimentality combining with pragmatism. Now he left in May 2022 initially because his contract expired and the two parties could not come to terms with an agreement. In August of last year, I believe it was, Grayson spoke to Slam Wrestling and cited the motivating factor behind his departure as basically he just thought he was better than the TV time to which he'd been allotted and I think I would agree with that. Uh, Grayson was tremendous for me. Such an explosive athlete. I remember in those early sort of dark days of the Dark Order um, where the the act just was not remotely over. It was the only thing on the show that didn't get a reaction pretty much. So it was all the more glaring. And yet, when Grayson did that awesome move, and I'm not just saying he's a spot guy because he isn't. Like, he's got a really cool sort of physical, intricate style. But when he did that jump, out of the like from the middle of the ring it seemed yeah. over the top turnbuckle dive to the outside oh my god it was propulsive I'm personally just really chuffed that he's back and hopefully it's the start of something else for him yeah like it's for the obvious of what we know with the graphic even if we don't yet know if this means like a longer deal or anything I like that for one night the Dark Order feels bigger and more important than yeah. it has done for a long time quite honestly like the good like the under threat from the BCC so they need to get yeah they're like rallying the members back because they're just members would disappear in week after week um, I like the fact that if he's only back for one night, it's to be bludgeoned by this new heel BCC and John yeah. Moxley, especially in front of Hangman Page, no less, and in front of his 
hometown fact, well, not hometown, but it's home country audience. It's old basic pro wrestling stuff. Of all the places to bring him back, look, AW are going to do this with Jade Cargill's opponent, aren't they? They're looking yeah. for this to feel more of a spectacle dynamite anyway. This is a smart way to take a match that was already going to be a big deal and make it a little bit bigger. Yeah, I'm just really chuffed. Like, I think Stu Grayson's an absolutely phenomenal professional wrestler. Um, if you agree and you haven't seen a match with the Super Smash Bros and the Young Bucks from Smash Wrestling, it's available free on YouTube. It will blow your mind. The twists in it, the pace at which it's worked, like Stu Grayson, spoiler, does a dive from the outside of the ring and he just disappears off the hard oh camera. God. He disappears off the hard camera because the propulsion on this dive is so <laughs> unbelievably um, spectacular. Uh, moving on, um, Brian Cage, as reported by Fightful Select, is potentially looking to leave the company when his contract expires. It was, um, I think, um, they triggered an extension because they had the option last year. That year is now up. And um, I think there's been a suggestion that AEW are trying to add um, time on to the deal for um, time missed due to injury but Cage is pushing back on that because he is interested in exploring free agency um, yeah he was kind of AWOL in AEW mm. for a while before making a sort of improbable return um, late last year and he's subsequently been like slotted in that role where basically Tony Khan he has his foibles I think he's a great booker but he does have his foibles where you'll pick a guy not a girl because they only have one match per show. <laughs> but you'll pick a guy to just be the person who for about six weeks just seems to lose all of the time. It was uh, Bobby Fish in late 2021. Mm. It was Jay Lethal for a lot of 2022. And for Brian Cage, 2023, he had that six-week lose-a-lot run. And that seems to be potentially it. What are your thoughts on all of this? Joe, you know, uh, whatever happens with Brian Cage um, in ring, whether it's AWWE or beyond that, you kind of know what you're going to get with a Brian Cage offering. And that's I'm not against that at all. Like, especially when he arrives at somewhere new. I think it's fresh and he offers like this weird, obviously brilliant hybrid act. Mm. He's just someone to look at, like visually arresting as he is there. What I will say about this story, more than just Brian Cage, my favourite detail of this is him pushing back on this injury delay thing. Because somebody had to. And if this works, Brian Cage has just etched his legacy. It's a pretty awful new I don't like phenomenon it. within pro wrestling. In WWE these, and AEW. Yeah, like these promoters feel like they're holding uh, performers under lock and key based on an injury that comes as a result of the profession. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, all they tell you about is how you've got to, like, protect yourself and don't try to so many injuries, injuries, injuries. And then it happens and somehow the independent contractor is the one that suffers that. This is potentially a bigger win for the talent at large if his pushback works. Yeah. I don't I think it's just a nasty trend that's crept in in the last few years. It felt like it was happening in wartime between WWE and AEW it was a cynical thing. Yeah. Whereas there's no place for that anymore. Let the let they them go and they're in a war. Yeah. I don't personally well, see it as war. I think AEW is happily I've made this point before, right? This is a general point away from Cage, but I've made the point where Tony Khan still talks in sort of war this is war rhetoric online. Um, on Twitter and the like. I don't think he really wants a war. Mm. I don't think he wants that number one slot because if he does want that number one slot, he's going not the best way around it. And that's a good thing for me because that means you get like Timothy Thatcher at random on television. You know, he's doing it in an uncompromising way. So the idea that they're doing these tricks to try and prevent other wrestlers, maybe I'm inferring all of this from going to the competition. Yeah, it just seems like bother yeah why bother if you really wanted to compete with wwe you wouldn't do this really cool patient slow burn mm. product that really satisfies the hardcore fans but regardless that is the story so we will give you updates of course when we hear anything else about the status of brian cage but that was fightful select coming through with that story 
Um, and another story, the um, penultimate one for today, is that NXT wrestler Saray, according to Tokyo Sports, was quietly, um, not released, but her contract expired and she just simply left very quietly a couple of months ago and she's set to return to in-ring action in Japan imminently. This is always a strange one. She arrived with quite a lot of hype but the timing never really worked mm-hmm. out. And look, for as much as you can say about WWE and NXT, they really did a good job, I think, with the likes of Asuka, Io Shirai, and Kairi Sane, particularly in NXT. Nothing substantial story-wise, but they all got some really great takeover matches. But it never really happened for Saray. And then she uh, was amidst a management shake-up and a total creative overhaul of the brand. And the results in terms of Saray were, quite frankly, I think, disgraceful and just disastrous for her career. She was repackaged, if you can recall, as a magical schoolgirl, complete with the outfit and the oversized glasses. I genuinely thought it was a little bit creepy and just not on, and it didn't get over. And realistically, it just did not work out for Saray, who's got a load of talent. She's got one of those moves in professional wrestling that legitimately is so well-worked, and the sleight of hand is so impressive that she looks like she's breaking someone's audible bone. (sighs) and internally decapitating them. So I'd like to see Saray treated as a serious proposition elsewhere. And happily, it looks like I'm going to get my wish. Yeah, this is not one of them um, typical WWE bad or North American wrestling bad when it comes to non-American wrestlers. I genuinely think Saray, unfortunately, as you say, a deal was killed by a timing. The NXT that she... And terrible creative. Well... Uh, the, the NXT that she could have thrived in was dead by the time yes. she arrived. And then the one she was forced to try and make work was this amalgamation of a bunch of different ideas, none of which favoured anything more than, like, jock males or swimsuit model females. That was very much the NXT 2.0 of 2021 when she was repackaged as this magical schoolgirl that would literally, if you never saw this, and it was NXT 2.0, so you probably didn't, um, you can listen to a great podcast wherever you get them, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, where we review it and preview it every single week. But certainly back then, in uh, August 2021, nobody was watching, and she would literally be in her wrestling gear and then come through the entrance tunnel and be schoolgirl. Sorry, vice versa. Vice versa. Schoolgirl backstage, wrestling gear. You can have a schoolgirl wrestler. That'd be crazy. You can actually have university students, so you can. (laughs) So you can. They actually teamed together once. There was a... Yeah, Yeah, no, it's the only good thing. It's a whole big thing. But uh, yeah, like it was just never... WWE and any of the version that she wrestled was never the place for it. You know, those examples that you gave before suggested that certainly the NXT work rate golden era whichever version of it you want to call yeah. it, was a place for someone like a Saray. She, she just wasn't there for that, sadly. So I hope she does better out with that system. Yeah, absolutely. Kari's been fine. You know, she left and there was a lot of sort of... Because she's amazing. She's awesome, but there was a lot of consternation that like, oh, like WWE are finally getting it with Japanese women. And she's just gone on to prove that it's not necessarily the case. Yeah, like, no. The world is still normal outside of WWE. Absolutely not. Lastly, Kane has told um, PW oh, Mania that he's... Uh, basically a proponent of the never say never philosophy do we give a toss about this because he's an arsehole or should we just get straight to the twitter question i'd rather because that feels like a threat rather than a story doesn't it Kane might come back he could and he, you know what it wouldn't be any different because he was pretty slow in a mobile for the last 15 years and his sidewalk slam looked terrible and he's a dick what are the twitter questions hamlet his last match was when his mask fell off and then he spent the following years refusing to put one on through some questions hey, backwards huh? <laughs> almost like he's an idiot <laughs> almost like he said yeah <laughs> One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. 
Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. We do have some Twitter questions today. It was a very late-notice thing, so thank you to Yeah, apologies for that. We didn't do our press. It's Dudley News. Whoa! We're like the non-crazy It's man. amateur crazy hour. It's very right. earnest and not that great in front of a camera. Seriously. How much presence? We've got a couple of serious questions, because normally it'd be Wacky Friday, but again, I forgot that bit too. So we're going to just talk a bit of wrestling. Yeah. Um, who, in your opinion, is AEW's top babyface at the moment? Been in a shoe for a while that there doesn't feel like there is one. That's from Gus, by the way, at at 3 AEW's top babyface. I have sweeping problems with all of the wrestling at present while also thinking there's still elements of that old just untouchable magic and yeah i do think the lack of basically there was like a, a defining point where they built from day one in that company to absolute perfection i might add the slow burn arc of hangman page very slowly discovering the confidence that he in fact could be elite and then heartbreakingly that would just plateau off by design in the storylines, like when he lost the rankings place mm. and all the rest of it. It was all beautifully intricate, yeah, brilliantly plotted, and then he was the man. And ever since he... Then CM Punk's arrival in the company, just these philosophies collided about what you're building or do you just... Are you building something really cool over the long term or are you just doing what's best for business in that time? And then it came a kind of a, a philosophical hodgepodge of what the best idea to do and that was one of the many reasons why the promotion I think faltered in 2022 but they're still so good when they are good that at the um, conclusion of Texas Death I thought well it has to be Hangman Page yeah. the guy is just incredible I had a bit of an epiphany earlier this week actually I honestly think he might be one of the best of all time certainly in North America already you stack up his body of work and bear in mind like dynamite quality matches have replaced old pay-per-view matches for me yeah. because they're just as good if not better so I think his body of work's fantastic and I, you know what I still think Eddie Kingston I still believe and the reason why I believe in Eddie Kingston is because he's the easiest guy to believe in in professional wrestling look it would be wonderful far better if Eddie Kingston had been booked very well the entire time and they didn't just feel like oh you know what Eddie's great five minutes he can get himself back over and yeah. want people to um, have him win again. That's not good enough, but he, conversely, is good enough to make you think that he can challenge for a title and get you behind him on that journey. What, within two minutes of television time? I don't even think that's an exaggeration either. Sense that's the direction. Who's it for you? Uh, right now, like, I can't really argue with Paige because he felt like that 
and I would like to, but I can't because he certainly felt like that after Revolution. I think I've, I've said this before. I think Orange Cassidy deserves an amount of credit. Four years deep, we're into this gimmick that a lot of people have found at very different times an excuse to pillory. Yeah, and he's yet again kind of as hot as he's ever been, despite the fact he's maybe about to lose a mid card title. He's he not could, he could have a run. He could That's have the thing. A run. He's not even really dropped the wonderful sort of shtick no. of his act. He's not even like developed that much of a character. Like he has, like that Statlander moment in All Out 2021 mm-hmm. when he really showed his fire. He's been so clever with when to fire up that if he can evolve into a bit more serious yeah. main event without losing that which got him over in the first place, what I'm saying is there's actually miles left for him to do, and maybe yeah. that's at the very top. I think it's at minimum a TV run against MJF. Oh, in why? Because they feel like, like minimum stuff. AW original headliners, yeah. you know. And they're good. destined to hate each other. Like, what yeah. would MJF think of Cassidy as the character anyway? Exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, we'll go next. Um, we'll stick in AW, actually. Uh, this is the H stands for, at the H stands for. Thank you very much. We see that you interact with you on with us on Twitter. Uh, this is for you, this one, Sitch. Would Sidgwick take two women's matches on Dynamite, but one's impromptu? No. 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 I've got professional wrestling philosophy, right? in that there is a good and bad version of everything. That's just the way I approach it. There's a good version of blading, there's a bad version of blading. There's a great version of a 40-minute Okada match, and there's a really desperate and cynical version of a great 40-minute Okada version. There is a good and bad version of everything in wrestling, and I like to be fluid when I like sort of try and analyze it. Much like incest and Morris dancing, there is no good version of an impromptu match or an invisible camera. There just isn't absolute nonsensical developments that cannot coexist with professional wrestling, and I wish they would die forever. I'm now dreading that you just come up with two semantic fields that NXT could explore for gimmicks. We'll, uh, we'll move on to another area. It's there anymore. It should be fine. <laughs> Speaking of NXT, though, we're going to talk about Shawn Michaels. Um, he's recreated recently two moments from his career. This is from Brian George. Brian George. HFX on Twitter, of course, turned on Marty Jannetty in the barbershop with Toxic yeah, Attraction yeah. and the other uh, recent pass out with Roxanne Perez in the ring. He's asking, do you think we'll see more? Will someone, for example, lose their smile or might we see DX 2.0? You know what might happen? Go on. What might happen is that Sean, in his capacity as like the main creative force of NXT and like uh, an agent, he might start asking the wrestlers to look at their hands <laughs> and stare in disbelief and horror at the violence they've wrought. You could start doing that. I, th- I think we've already got one. I think we're seeing one now. Grayson Waller looks like a living nightmare to work with. Shawn Michaels, 1992 to 1997, inclusive. Yeah. Like Grayson Waller, he's saying, like, he's on camera, even backstage, hassling Shawn. Shawn must be remembering, right, what did I do to Vince that just ruined his entire week one time? You did that to me on camera. Grayson Waller could get like, you know how they used to have the flags of the various uh, logos of the acts in NXT and yeah. put them there? They could have an NXT flag on the build to um, stand and deliver Gargano versus Waller. Yeah. Grayson Waller just puts the NXT flag in the middle of the <laughs> ring and just dry humps it and then <laughs> throws it away. Like the, like the Canadian flag. You should do that. You should do it. That's Johnny Gargano's rage. Yeah, yeah. Something weird for his music. Get off it. Get off it. What did I ever do to you? <laughs> right, uh, we'll end on what I know will be a high for you. Let's try and ruin WrestleMania because the build's been pretty good. We've got a question from... Oh, I want to enjoy it. We've got a question from Elon's Musk at Real Slim Brady. Gee. Uh, which of these would be the absolute worst things to happen at WrestleMania this year? So you, you can only pick one, I guess. Okay. He says happy Friday as well. Thank you very much. Happy you Friday too. to you too and to everyone in the comments. Indeed. Right. CM Punk be returns nice. at WrestleMania and loses to Triple H. Cody loses to Roman. 
Sammy loses via a Kevin Owens heel turn, or Logan Paul beats Seth in two minutes. What would be the worst? The worst out of them. The earnest worst would be Cody losing. It's just time. It is time. Um, look, you can debate, I think in good faith, about whether or not uh, Cody or Sammy was the guy. I think it's Cody, but that's immaterial to this discussion. What's crucial is that Roman Reigns does the job. It's the expected development. It's been built towards very, very well. Incredibly well, one might say, invisible camera aside. This WWE audience has been energized. They think the power is back. They trust the process. They are returning in very strong number to this product that had alienated them. And it is kind of imperative at this point that they can realize that if I invest in this, and they have to a quite incredible degree, that my investment is rewarded. They want to see Roman Reigns get conquered at WrestleMania 39. And it will be such a return to the heat, heat, oppressive, we know best in the office, heat, if that doesn't happen. The timing's perfect. Just do the simple thing, stupid. Yeah, I have to agree. There's uh, obviously quantifiable... Uh, metrics that you can use about the success of this program yeah. and WWE at present. But I think we're looking at uh, kind of, um, I don't know if it would be a paradigm shift, but it's a, the case of WWE um, wrecking yet another yeah. generation of fan support if they don't deliver this. Yes. And that's the sort of thing that's really hard to quantify in the moment, but you can see afterwards, you like tracing that um, 2014 Triple H promo when they're just putting the thumb on Brian and everything like that. Our audience has just disappeared yeah. year on year on year on year on year. It's hard to see it for a while. That's The numbers are one thing, but the emotion is another. Yeah. People losing faith in WWE for yet another generation. And they're back now. Well, not all of them, but a decent, like yeah. a really impressive number are back. And I think like this is one of them times when you just sort of sense, right, they'll give this a go and they'll stay if Cody wins. If Roman wins, off they go again for the yeah. minimum of a year. I think this wrecks... WWE's um, like the kind of the, the buzz they've got around them yes. which again it's very hard to like put a number on but I think it wrecks it for a minimum of a year because yeah. then you're waiting for next year's Wrestlemania to try and find something that's the thing faith is so hard to restore mm -hmm. and to reward except it isn't hard to reward just do the switch at Wrestlemania people yep. want it do you want it of course you do let us know in the comments section below and let us know your thoughts on today's news stories do not forget to like share and subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on YouTube we've got great articles coming your way at whatculture.com slash WWE and of course we've got a stacked weekend um, well not really but we've got a lot of podcasts <laughs> coming your way on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. That's us done for today in terms of news, at least, unless something massive breaks later. And for now, I've been Michael Sidgwick from What Culture. I've been Michael Hansford from What Culture. And you can follow us all at What Culture WWE. You can follow me at M Sidgwick. You can follow Hamflit at Michael Hamflit. Do not forget to like, share, and subscribe, please. We will see you soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.